Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, Facebook fires back. Mark Zuckerberg defends the social media giant after a former employee's dramatic testimony to Congress. Facebook's products harm children, stoke division, and weaken our democracy. The CEO posting overnight disputing those claims. What he's saying just ahead. COVID conversations, how to talk with friends and family about vaccines, masks, and safety concerns as the weather cools and the holidays creep closer. What you need to know to navigate some difficult discussions. Hello again. Adele releases a first look at her newest song, sending the internet into a frenzy. This morning, when you can expect that new music. Today, Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. Man, let me tell you, those PAs on today know how to pack our plaza. We want to say good morning. We're so happy that you're starting our Wednesday with us. Savannah is on assignment. We have Tom joining us at the desk, and we're glad to see everybody we're here. We're going to get outside and hang out with some of those physicians' assistants in just a bit, too. All right, let's get right to our news at 8 o'clock. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg firing back at those explosive claims by a former employee who told Congress the social media giant puts profits ahead of the well-being of its users. Senior Washington correspondent Hallie Jackson has details. Hey, Hallie, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. You've got Mark Zuckerberg now forceful and defiant this morning, defending his company in a lengthy post to staff, writing, I think most of us just don't recognize the false picture of the company that is being painted. It's his rebuttal to that dramatic testimony from former employee Francis Halgan, who left Facebook in May armed with a trove of documents. Facebook's products harm children, stoke division, and weaken our democracy. The company's leadership knows how to make Facebook and Instagram safer, but won't make the necessary changes because they have put their astronomical profits before people. Zuckerberg writes, that's just not true, calling it illogical to suggest Facebook's algorithm promotes hateful, divisive content, as Haugen suggests. He writes, we make money from ads, and advertisers consistently tell us they don't want their ads next to harmful or angry content. And he called it difficult to read the mischaracterization of research into how Instagram affects younger people, with Haugen saying Facebook knows that app can be toxic for teens. Hoda? All right. Hallie Jackson, Forrester at Capitol Hill. Hallie, thank you. And now to the latest on the southern border crisis. Tens of thousands of migrants are still heading to the United States, despite last month's removal of that huge group from a makeshift camp near the Texas border. Many of them are now gathering in Colombia. NBC's Gabe Gutierrez is there. He's at a beach town in Colombia that's become a real bottleneck. Gabe, good morning. 
Craig, good morning. The tents are crammed onto this beach, rows and rows of them packed with desperate migrants trying to get into neighboring Panama. If you're wondering how so many Haitian migrants ended up at the Texas border last month, this is why and more are on the way. This morning, Necocli, Colombia is no longer a tourist town. Some 20,000 migrants, many of them trying to head to the U.S., are now camped out here, desperate to leave. Among them, Haitians, Cubans, and Venezuelans. This man tells us he left Haiti more than a month ago after the earthquake there and says he won't stop now. Each day, they crowd together in line, passports in hand, children held tight. This is the moment when a few of these migrants are led onto this boat. Many of them have been waiting for this for weeks. Panama is only taking 500 migrants a day, and more than 1,000 are arriving in this Colombian town each day, leading to a huge bottleneck. From here, the boats take them west, near the Panamanian border. Then they'll cross the notorious Darien Gap, a 60-mile roadless, lawless stretch of jungle run by human smugglers. This is video taken by one of the migrants just days ago of the dangerous journey. After the dramatic surge of migrants into Del Rio, Texas last month, the Biden administration deported some to Haiti, but it released the majority, around 13,000, into the U.S. to wait for asylum cases. They're still coming now because of worsening economic conditions in South America, where some had settled, and the belief they might now be allowed to stay in the U.S. Fritz Knorr hopes to make it there with his wife and six-month-old son. He left Haiti years ago and settled in Brazil. Now he and so many others here believe this is the time to risk everything for a shot at the American dream. What really strikes you in these camps are the children. They endured another torrential downpour overnight. Now, some countries like Chile and Colombia are beginning to crack down on human smuggling, but it's an uphill battle, Craig. Yeah, it's really hard to fathom that kind of desperation. Uh, Gabe Gutierrez, voice there in Colombia. Gabe, thank you. All right, back here in New York, the nation's largest public library system says it's dropping all late fees for overdue books and other borrowed materials forever. In addition, library cardholders have had the, their accounts wiped clean of any earlier fines. The idea is to encourage more people to use library resources. A spokesperson said that for people who can afford them, fines do little to encourage returning books on time. But for people who are struggling financially, those fines become a barrier to using libraries. Then the, won't the library just become like a bookstore? <laughs> I, I, well, you hope people will return the books, return Craig. You, anyway. you hope people are yeah. good. <laughs> okay. maybe, maybe I'm just skeptical. Yeah. Maybe I'm just remember, remember getting in trouble with your parents if you didn't yes. return your books? Yes, yeah. on time. By the way, Haley just got a library card yesterday. Oh, it's so weird that cool. we're doing That's this perfect. She never has to take the books back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back with the holiday season on its way and more in-person events to attend. Vicki wins here to help us navigate those tricky conversations that we've all encountered when it comes to the vaccine status of family and friends. But first, these messages. And welcome back as we say hi to all those physicians and nurses and healthcare professionals here on the plaza. 
A lot of us are dealing with the reality right these days, finding yourself in mixed company with people who are vaccinated and others who are not. Yeah, so uh, with, <laughs> we heard that. Yes. <laughs> with your health and safety at stake and holiday celebrations on the way, it's important to have some, some really honest conversations with friends and family. Yeah, NBC's investigative and consumer correspondent Vicki Wins here to guide us through what can be a very emotional subject. Mm -hmm. So Vicki, first and foremost, we often want to know who is vaccinated and who isn't. Some people volunteer. They come up to you and they say, hey, can we say hi, take a picture? Oh. Hey, I'm vaccinated. How do you ask politely if someone is vaccinated? So the etiquette experts tell us, first of all, it's not rude to ask. It's okay. It's the world that we live in now. Yeah. Be polite, be direct, and keep it simple. For example, if you're going to a new service provider, a new salon, or maybe yeah. you want to talk to the people at your child's school, you just say, hey, vaccinations are really important to me and my family. We're vaccinated. Are you? Now, the person may not answer, and that is and something you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Or if they hem and haw and sort of give a non-answer, proceed accordingly because that is their answer. So, right. so it's not rude, but is it legal? Like, is it, is it legal to ask someone this is so about interesting. Their, their vaccination status? A lot of people are worried that they're going to violate HIPAA. Well, HIPAA is the Health Insurance Portability mm -hmm. and Accountability yeah. Act. So it doesn't apply to us. It applies to healthcare professionals, doctors, health insurance right. companies. So ask. it's totally legal for us to ask. It's not legal for your doctor to tell someone your vaccination status without your permission. So don't get mixed up in HIPAA. It doesn't apply to us. Vicki, I find that when you have these conversations with friends, in some cases, maybe with family members, depending on your situation, people who are not vaxxed are sort of not ambivalent about it. They are very strong anti-vaxxers. So how do you have that conversation without it becoming confrontational? It's super important to listen and open up that conversation. The idea is not to get into a gladiator match over it. The idea is to sort of be a detective. You're trying to understand where they're coming from. Tell me more about what you believe. You know, a lot of the, the challenge is the misinformation, and a lot of that comes from trusted social circles on social media. So people who, are, who believe that it's going to change your DNA or your RNA or that they're introducing a microchip when there's a vaccine, you, you want to hear them out and then be respectful of their space and then present credible information from various sources and places that they might trust and leave it open-ended. You're not going to solve this in one conversation, but if you show that you are a good listener and that you're going to have a conversation, that person might come back to you yeah. and that right. might be an opportunity for you to persuade them later. You don't want to shame people. Yeah. Right. You don't yeah. want to yeah. shame people. You don't want to shut them down. Why would I want to keep talking to you if I feel like you're not going to listen at all? Right. You know, we live in a suburb of New York. Schools, the restaurants we go to, the markets. I think everybody I've ever asked, for whatever reason, has said, yes, they are vaccinated. But the, what are the numbers? I mean, it's not 50-50, but it's like, it's, it seems like half the country's not vaccinated. Yeah. Where, really, where are people not vaccinated? How do you decipher the area? Well, you look at, pay attention to what's happening in your local community, at the hospitals, the infection rates, you know, watch your local media. That gives you a really good sense of what's happening in your community. And frankly, that's where it matters most. The national numbers are important. It's good to know. But what's happening in your community? That's in our advice. town, for example, there are all sorts of back-to-school socials, yeah. and the invitation are clear. It is masks are optional. This event is being held outside. Vaccines are not. So it gives us a measure of understanding and feeling a bit safer because we know that that's kind of the attitude where we live, but it may not be where you live. And so you really need to reduce your risk by taking your own measures. I think yeah. a lot of parents want to know if the teacher is vaccinated, the teacher yes. at the school. And in some schools, it is mandatory. Right. right. And it some, it isn't. It isn't. So what are you supposed to do? Your child is in a classroom with a teacher and you don't know the status. Well, you ask and you hope yeah. that you get an answer. And if you don't, you can always ask the administration. The other thing you can do is suggest risk mitigation. 
conversation. You can ask if they're keeping the windows open. Yeah. You can ask your child to wear a mask when they're indoors. Give them a mask break when they're outside, when they're you know playing at recess. If your kid is the only one, you have that conversation at home. This is what we're doing to keep ourselves one safe. One thing that some schools are doing, because initially they weren't saying how many teachers were, but they gave you a percentage. Right. 90%, 95%. So at least you had that, that kind of information. That consolation. And sometimes it's the school staff. Often what we're hearing, we've talked to a lot of superintendents across yeah. the country, and they say that the teaching staff is vaccinated or above 90%. So that is a measure of reassurance. It's sometimes the school staff that, you know, we're not sure about. And so that's where you can ask your school board. Yeah. Vic, what do we know about the reasons that, that people yeah. have, have said that they're not vaccinated? What, what, are, what, are, they, what, are, you, what are you... It's interesting. I mean, sometimes it's political. And I think yeah. it bears repeating that Operation Warp Speed was started under the Trump administration. President Trump did get vaccinated. And then it becomes personal. Maybe people feel like the vaccine hasn't been around long enough. That's a fact. I mean, it hasn't been around as long as, say, the flu vaccine and things that we are comfortable mm -hmm. with. But that's where you kind of point them to, look, if they don't trust the FDA or the CDC, what about Johns Hopkins? What about Harvard University? What about their own doctor? What about people in their church? Look for places that right. people trust. Common ground. Yeah, common ground. Places that they will be mm -hmm. willing to get their information or at least keep an open mind Is this to. really that dissimilar from when we were growing up and there was polio and chicken pox? And I mean, we've been asked to do this. We've been sort of mandated to do this before in our lifetime. Is this that and much we different? We used to think of vaccines as miracles. But I right. think what you talk to public health experts, the biggest change is social media now. Yeah. And game getting, changer. Yeah, yeah, game yeah. changer. Because you click on a link and it gives you the veneer that this is authentic. Right. You're going to a website that looks pretty good. I mean, right. it's easy to make a fake right. and news website. And people text around the link. Yes. Yeah. Right. This is information coming from your circle, from people you trust. Yeah. And so that's what makes yeah. that information so much diff more difficult to dispel. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Vicki. Good, good stuff. Well, good conversation. All right, Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? Let's see what's happening all across our country. And we've got a few showers in the Pacific Northwest, some monsoonal moisture into the southwest. Got a big system now pushing its way to the north through the Mississippi River Valley. It's going to be bringing some heavier showers. Temperatures fairly moderate, although 80s in the central Ohio River Valley, 90s in southern Florida, on into Texas and the southwest, 80s into the plains where it's going to be warm. But we've got a fire risk, more flooding possible through the southeast into the mid-Atlantic. Atlantic states, clouds and sun, a mix of that in the mid-Atlantic on into the Northeast and New England. Plenty of sunshine up through the Great Lakes, down through Texas. And that is your latest weather. Guys? Wait. We didn't... Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Wait. I'm sorry. I'm so I just want to see if you're paying sell. attention. Oh, it's the best time Thank of the you. morning. It is time for Popstar. I know we're not Sunday night football night in America no, over no, here, no, Popstar. No, I just wanted to see, because everybody was kind of chatting. I wanted to see if you were... Okay. All right. All right. First up, Adele. Yesterday, we told you on the show about how those mysterious billboards seem to potentially hint at her return to music this morning, we can confirm. The British singer is officially back. This is not a drill. Good news for fans of Sex in the City on Tuesday. HBO Max sharing an exciting update on the upcoming continuation series called And Just Like That. Sarah Jessica Parker giving fans a peek behind the scenes and revealing when we can finally expect the show to premiere. So mark your calendars because now you've got another thing to look forward to this holiday season. As she said, Just Like That set to land on HBO Max this December. And finally, Madonna, the legendary pop star, is headed to Paramount Plus in a new concert documentary set to start streaming later this week. The upcoming film will be called Madam X. It gets its name, of course, from Madonna's 14th studio album and her most recent world tour. For the show, Madonna transforms into her alternate persona, secret agent Madam X. The film was recorded at Madonna's show in Lisbon, Portugal. Madam X starts streaming on Paramount Plus this Friday. That is your pop star. Man. Good work, partner. That was a, yep. Good job, guys. Pop star that was chock full of goodness.
the <laughs> straight ahead. We tried. Oh, Brooke here. Brooklyn Beckham in the house. Brooke. Uh, the multi-talented son of Dave and Victoria, he's going to show off his own impressive cooking skills. Can't wait to hang out with Brooklyn. Can't wait to eat, Carson. Well, breakfast. Yeah. There you go. English breakfast. We'll be right back after this. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. now on a Wednesday morning, October 6, 2021. We're on the plaza. We're celebrating the start of National Physician Assistant Week. And hold a copy. Look at this crowd. I cannot handle it, you guys. This is like... like It's like a concert day on the plaza. It's pretty awesome. All right. Then a powerful story for our Hispanic Heritage Month series. An after-school program where Latina youth get support for a lot more than doing homework. I had a chance to see exactly how these incredible workers there are not just changing, but also saving lives. Really a great piece coming up. All right. I'm looking forward to that one as well. Plus, we're going to wrap up this half hour with, there he is right there, Brooklyn uh, Beckham, the talented son of a soccer legend and a pop icon. He's been spending a lot of time in the kitchen lately. 12 million followers eating up his cooking video. So he's going to teach us how to make a very special breakfast sandwich, and we can smell it already in there. What a nice young man, by the way. Yes. Real nice kid. That's right. And and after Brooklyn inspires us, coming up on the third hour, we're going to show you some must-have tools and gadgets to help you prepare your other fall favorites. That's right up your alley. Oh, yeah. But, but Al, first, we got something coming up, right? Oh, that's right. We got the weather. Let's check it out for you, show you what we have for the week ahead. Some wet weather in the southeast, October warmth in the plains, much-needed rain in the southwest. Then as we get uh, into Saturday, we are looking at that rain lingering along the southeastern Atlantic coast. Record highs down through the lower plains. It is going to be cool out west with some wet weather in the northern plains. And Sunday, Sunday, showers are possible in the northeast. We're looking for some rain in the Great Lakes, much cooler in the central plains, unsettled and wet in the Pacific Northwest. Let's show a little love yes. to the other part of the planet. Yes. 
Just because you got here late doesn't mean you shouldn't get on TV. I think they just got squeezed out by the PAs. It was the PAs were like Cancun party. We have much more coming up right after this. We are back at 845 right now with Come With Us, our series celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Young Latinas have one of the highest rates of suicide attempts in the country. And as we approach World Mental Health Day, we're taking a look at one program right here in New York working to reverse the trend. How was school? It was tiring. Tiring? Yeah. At Life is Precious, Latina teens gather across New York City for tutoring, friendship, art, and music therapy, all in an effort to support their mental health. I forgot how to do math for a second. For 14-year-old Nix Marie Ortiz, this free after-school program, LIP for short, has been a lifesaver. Let's talk about your mental health a little bit. When did you start going to uh, LIP and how did you find your way there? I started coming to LIP when I was around 12 or 13. And the reason why I started coming was, it was during the school project, I was so stressed and I ended up going to the guidance counselor. That's when I broke down again. Nix Marie was diagnosed with anxiety and depression. After seeking treatment, a social worker recommended the Life is Precious program. Here, and then like, it's not, it's not, it's friendship, but it's also a family. Abigail, why do you want me to blur your name or anything? It's charms. <laughs> Attendance is voluntary, with locations open after school and on weekends. Even when students don't feel like showing up to their sessions, caseworkers, like Chastity Ortiz, encourage them to come to LIP anyway. Love the hair color, you did it! Born and raised in the Bronx, I did experience hardship, uh, living under poverty, thought that I was not going to continue school, um, but I did met a social worker uh, who helped me and she made sure that I continue my education to help others, because that's what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to help. Her ability to identify has helped hundreds of teens, like 20-year-old J. Mitch Moreto. Chastity and the Life is Precious program has saved my life. Me and my family needed that extra little help, you know, to kind of get us to a place where we can kind of help each other out and they can understand what I'm going through. Parental participation is encouraged. There's bilingual support and family group activities. We teach the kids to become their own agency, their own advocate, and to learn more about their community. Since 2008, more than 400 Latina teens have received care at Life is Precious. How do you think Life is Precious has made your life better? It's helped, definitely helped me, you know, feel better about myself. So you feel like you manage stress better? Yeah, stress and anxiety. What advice do you have for other young girls like yourself that might be struggling a little bit? Seek help. When you get help, it's like the best thing you ever did. Because now you can feel better by yourself and work on it and it will get better. It does get better. Yeah. It's like a butterfly. They go from starting in the cocoon and then they slowly uh, open up and they become into this beautiful butterfly. Hispanics are the youngest major ethnic group in the U.S. Nearly one-third of the nation's Hispanic population is younger than 18, and in grades 9 through 12 in just 2019, 
more than 17% seriously considered taking their own life, with Latina teens nearly twice as likely as their male counterparts to have those same thoughts. You can see how badly programs like LRP are needed nationally. I want to thank uh, Chastity and all the great counselors there. Just doing incredible work. Oh, boy, that was encouraging. Shining a big light there. Yeah, thank you. Do Thanks, Carson. Mm -hmm. All right, we got a lot more ahead, including this guy, Brooklyn Beckham. He's here making his TV cooking debut and sharing a treasured family recipe. But first, this is Today on NBC. Back now, it is 8.52 with Today Food This Morning, social media sensation, and our friend, Brooklyn Craig's Beckham. already eaten half your, your sandwich yeah. already. That's a good sign. The eldest son of Victoria Beckham has always loved to cook, but it was just a few months ago that he started sharing his skills with the world on Instagram. Brooklyn, it's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. So like, where did the food fascination start? Like, since you were young? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always been, I've always loved food. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, when quarantine hit, um, I just really started to really like get into it. Um, my fiance uh, started um, filming me and I started posting it and it's just something that I just love doing. You gotta say hi to your fiance because I know <laughs> she's watching. We need a tight shot on Brooklyn. He needs to say, give a <laughs> give quick a hello. Out. Love you, babe. Oh. There you go. <laughs> How's the engagement going? Has it been great? Really good, oh. it's really nice. It's really nice having a best friend, oh. always. Oh so. my God, I love that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about who's the cook in your family, your mom or your dad? My dad. Yeah, my and dad. what did he like to whip up? Um, he likes to cook anything, risotto, pasta, yeah. love steak. He's so. got to be proud of All you. Sorts. He picking is. up that pan. <laughs> when, when, when this meal that you're going to make here, this yes. is like a breakfast sandwich? Yeah. yeah. And when, it, it, when would you eat this? After like a long night at the pub or just sort of the end of the holiday or any given day? Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. All right, let's get started. So you, yeah. like, you like this kind of a pan? I do. I yeah. love the cast iron yeah. skillets. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's my favorite pan. Okay. Um, and then you start off with... Look at that. That's some bacon, that's Carson. Like, that's, that's like the real bacon. stuff. Right. English bacon. Oh, it's the best the good bacon. Stuff. You get it sliced thin like that. Yep. What? A rasher of oh, bacon. Oh, by the way, the bacon yeah, connoisseur is Al Roker right there. Oh, Al. Amazing. Pork on pork. Pork Very on nice pork. Bacon. He's digging it. Okay. <laughs> so you start with some bacon. Start with some bacon. Yep. Um, and then when mm -hmm. the bacon is cooked, mm -hmm. I put it on a paper towel. Yeah. Dab it's it a little bit. Oily. Uh-huh. Love that. Um, okay. Is this what? Yeah. Is it, and then you have the sausage. Yes, sausage. Is that what it comes? How it turns out? Um, so you put it in, and then when it's fully cooked all the way around, oh, I you, slice it in half. Oh, you take the casing ah, and you I see what yeah. he did. Oh uh, no, I just slice it. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of cook the inside. Okay. Cool. Ah. So it's um, like a patty. Do the same. Dab the really oil. Like it oily. Got it. You know what I was just wondering? Who has more tattoos, you or Carson? Carson, what do you think? I don't. I've never it, counted mine. But, but how, what do you? How do you grade his tattoo game? Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. Ta you can just tell the artwork's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and I can you. tell your fiance things that you love and appreciate. My kids are yeah. all over me, so that way you never regret it. Yeah. What's your favorite one? Favorite tattoo? My favorite one. Yeah. I don't really have a favorite one. Yeah. I really uh, like. All you of like them. them all? I really like all of them. All That's right. Good. So let's cook up some eggs. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So I don't really like runny eggs. Yeah. So when I cook them, I always flip it over. Okay. Or you break the yolk. Just like that, okay. Just like that. 
Look, Craig, how is it? I mean, you guys are eating over there. It's fantastic. It's, it's Look, delicious. Fantastic. Does, it, I, does it taste British? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm an egg sandwich connoisseur. Yeah. I will say that, Brooklyn. I like it because it's so hearty. Yes. Yeah. And you were talking about the after pub the next, yeah. the next morning. Yeah. Right. That's, this is what, that's, that's what, what you that's want. The hungry in the morning. Crave it. Right here. And, and a basic white bread. Nice yeah. to soak up. Shake up basic. Did you yeah. grow, up, grow up eating this, Brooklyn? Is a family yeah, recipe? so actually my great-grandma um, taught oh. me how to make this. So it's really special to me. So after you got your eggs all cooked up, why don't we put it together? Yes. What you got? So I first put uh -huh. the sausage. Sausage. Mm -hmm. Yes. Come on, Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look yeah, at all that meat. I wonder. Yes. Yeah. Pork on pork. Come on. Okay. Bacon and then the egg. Okay. Like the moon's over Miami. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a no, wait, ketchup. what about the ketchup? Right ketchup. The oh, very nice. And the ketchup. That's yeah. a good touch. I don't tell you. Yeah, it actually, oh, it's great. A little sweetness. Okay, hold on. Oh, look, look what he does. See, I don't Actually, normally do that, but like, yeah. it and works. I always like to squish it, it down a little squish bit. Squish it down, he says. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a bite. Mm, wow. Oh, my God, Brooklyn. Come on. That's, a, me that's an easy bite. Come on. Mmm. Yum. Brooklyn. Oh, wow, Brooklyn, that was your first time. You did great, honey. Thank, Thank you so much, much for coming on with us. Thank you. Yeah, I want to try this delicious awesome. recipe. Go to today.com slash food and check out Brooklyn's Instagram for more of his cooking videos. Brooklyn, thank you so much. You delicious, man. Oh, my gosh. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.